Just Thinking with hosts Daryl Harrison and Virgil Walker, bringing you week-to-week cultural apologetics as well as social issues from a biblical worldview. This is Just Thinking. Let's think. We're back. It's a brand new year, man. 2018. And I'm pumped to be here. I'm Virgil Walker. And I'm Daryl Harrison. What up, V-Dub? It's all you, man. It's all you, man. Jumping in. It's all you since last year, man. Right? (laughs) (laughs) Which was last week. (laughs) (laughs) Well, for for those who are new and checking in for the first time, we're the Just Thinking Podcast, man. And I am very proud uh, to play the wingman. Uh, in this operation, man, as we move forward and uh, and do our thing. I know we got some big things teed up uh, for 18, man. I'm expecting God just to continue uh, just just shining on what we've got going, man. The whole the whole bar podcast team and and some of the great things that are that are getting ready to transpire, man. It's really, really exciting uh, to be a part of this network. It's exciting for me to be connected uh, with you, Daryl, with all the stuff you've got brewing, man. It's a, it's a true blessing. Yeah, same here, V-Dub, man. Isn't it interesting, man? We turn the page on another calendar year and, uh, you know, it's so sad, right? So we tend to maybe in the couple of days leading up to the end of the year, you know, up to New Year's Eve and then you go into New Year's Day, we tend to have a, a moment or two, maybe several moments of reflection, not just on the on the year that's, that's now come and gone, but really uh, in a lot of cases on our entire lives and uh, what what our lives mean at a certain point or whatnot, you know, it, there there may be uh, those who who make that same reflection either uh, in the context of, of the God of the Bible or or, or outside of that context. But uh, usually, not long after New Year's Day, we tend to lose sight of that reflection, and then we sort of get back in our own routine, and uh, we get yep. back into you know living for ourselves and our own goals and whatnot. But I was just thinking today, man, while I was at work, you know, really, you know, you you look at another year passing and how God's grace has brought you into another year of life. You're breathing, mm-hmm. your, your your blood is flowing, your heart is pumping. At the same time, you know, here we are reflecting and giving thanks to the Lord for bringing us into another year. Who knows, man, here we are just January the 2nd. Who knows how many souls have gone to be with the Lord just in the two days that we've been into this new year. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, so you look at it like that while we're living, somebody else is dying. Mm-hmm. You know? Absolutely. So you Absolutely. Know, I just really praise God for his grace, for his blessing, man. To be able to hear your voice, man, through my headphones here. And Absolutely, bro. Same thing, man. And, yeah. uh, you know, uh, so just praise God. Just thank you, Lord, for your grace and your mercy and giving us life. Yes. Not just for another year, but, but for another day, man. Mm. Absolutely. Absolutely, man. I think 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 the same way, man. Same thing. I, I would just echo everything that you just uh, just shared. Definitely time of time of reflection uh, and, and and Thanksgiving uh, and, and as well, excitement uh, for for what God is doing. I will tell you, man, we when, when you look at those you'd mentioned, those who who, you know, every day, the, the, the statistics tell us a couple of things. Uh, one is that worldwide, about one hundred and fifty thousand people. Uh, on average, uh, wake up in the morning, uh, and, and, and definitely, uh, or, or rather, or rather they start the morning and the, as the day ends, man, they are, they are on their way, uh, into eternity, man. So mm-hmm. uh, on average, about that many people pass mm-hmm. away on a daily basis. Nobody wakes up with the thought process that the day is their last. Right. And, uh, so definitely it's important, uh, as a, as a part of the process to give thanks. The other thing that I thought about, man, I was looking at folks who, who make new year's resolutions and you know mm-hmm. and I've, I've got my own goals in fact i had a i had a kind of a goal setting session with my family and and with the kids and kind of hey what are you guys planning on doing lord willing this year and what do you want to see accomplished we also reflected on the previous year as a family and you know what did, what did you accomplish that that god blessed you to do and so we kind of did that as as we as we turned the page i was noticing today man i was there was something i was i was reading that said about uh, by about January the 8th, that 25% of people by January 8th, 25% of people are no longer following the path or pattern that they established 
on wow. the very first of January. So, wow. so, so if, if you made a new year's resolution, a quarter of those people will stop that resolution wow. by January the 8th. And, and they, they, they eventually said that by, by year's end, less than 1% will have even recalled what it was that they wow. had planned on doing from the very yeah. beginning of the year. So, man, <laughs> wow. And you know what, man, you know what, Verge, as I listen to you, man, I'm thinking, okay, why do we make resolutions? Right. Why do we make resolutions and, you know, to, to begin with at all? And uh, again, let me just echo what you said earlier, man. First of all, I just want to welcome any new listeners to the Just Thinking yes. podcast. I'm going to join my brother Virgil, man. Thank you guys for taking the time to listen to the podcast. It's a brand new podcast. We've only been doing this now. What's this uh, version? Episode nine. Something I think like so. it's been like a couple, little over a couple months. And uh, this podcast is an, is an extension of my blog, uh, which you can find at justthinking.me, justthinking.me, where we apply biblical truth to social, cultural, theological, and political issues in our world. So this podcast is just an extension of that blog. But I'm thinking, Verge, as you talk about people and statistics regarding resolutions and how we sort of how quickly we lay those aside. I'm just thinking to myself, man, why do we make resolutions uh, to begin with? And I think Mm -hmm. the reason is or one of the reasons is a primary reason is, is that most people who make them realize that there's something innate to us, something inherent to our nature as corrupt as we are as sinners, there's something that tells us some signal that resonates within us mm-hmm. that we're supposed to be doing something with our time here on earth. Right. We're supposed to be doing something valuable here with our time on earth because our time is limited. Right. We, we know that inherently. And I love how you said, man, when you're talking about the goal setting session that you were having with your family and you said, you know, what would you like to accomplish? Lord willing. Right. Lord willing. Now we kind of say that sort of quickly, sort of passively uh, most of the time. But man, the moment you said that, I immediately turned to James chapter four, mm-hmm. where uh, the apostle James reminded us, you know, do not boast about tomorrow. So let me just mm-hmm. read James four thirteen and fourteen. Uh, in case folks want to know, man, why, why do you guys say Lord willing all the time? Well, mm, that's good. Here, that's here, good. Here's why. Yeah. Uh, James uh, four verses thirteen and fourteen. Reading from the NASB, uh, James writes, come now, you who say today or tomorrow, we will go to such and such a city and spend a year there and engage in business and make a profit. Yet you do not know what your life will be like tomorrow. You are just a vapor that appears for a little while and then vanishes away. Let me just go on to verses 15 and 16. Mm -hmm. Instead, you ought to say, if the Lord wills, that's verse 15, James 4, 15. Instead, you ought to say, if the Lord wills, we will live and also do this or that. But as mm-hmm. it is, you boast in your arrogance. All such boasting is evil. Therefore, mm-hmm. to one who knows the right thing to do and does not do it to him, it is sin. But the key there is verse 15. So that's why we say, Lord willing, because that's what we're commanded to do. Mm-hmm. Instead, you ought to say, if the Lord wills, we will live. And also and do this or that. Now, obviously, James is saying, you know, you being able to do this or that, whatever your plans or goals may be, is predicated upon God allowing you to live yes. to, to do that. Yeah. So I really appreciate you saying that, man, if the Lord will. So there is a biblical basis for us saying that just in case Absolutely. someone was wondering, man, why do you guys say that all the time? I guess say that all the time. Absolutely. And, and I, th- I think it's great to explain. I think oftentimes we say things in context that we we take for granted that uh that that, that those who hear us understand and, and i you know i feel confident knowing that you you knew exactly where that was coming from and but but i think it's always good to pause and think through what's being said and why it's being said and and then attach it back to you know the biblical context from which it comes so that's 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 good stuff but yeah I mean, we as a family man we had a great time with that and uh you know, had my had my kids kind of share, you know, a little bit about, you know, what they appreciate about our family, uh, about one another, and uh, just kind of talk through that man for a nice bonding time toward the toward the end of the year and 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 kind of kind of wrapping things up. So that was that was the thirty that was the thirty first man for us as we kind of wound down. And and I'm you know I'm kind of old school man. We uh, my, my wife and I man we we decided you know okay what what time do we want to go to bed? What kind of you know we don't we usually don't stay up too late. 
So we, we had to look, okay, Eastern Standard Time is an hour ahead. So she she went across the waters and found one that was early enough to get us into bed by about 10 o'clock. So we celebrated on their time schedule. And, okay. uh, <laughs> but, but, you know what I'm saying? So we watched the ball drop in, I think it was Paris or something like that. Yeah. It was a number of hours ahead. And so I uh, kind of did that to, to, to make sure we, we got to bed in the, in the time that we desired to so that we wouldn't be, wouldn't be too wore out. And, uh, and so that was that was kind of because the next day, man, we, we had we had quite a bit of quite a bit of college football, man, that, I know, we, had man. To, that we had to jump into, man. So I, I had to I had to be fresh and ready for that one, bro. <laughs> well, man, I tell you what, speaking of fresh and ready, how about them dogs? <laughs> <laughs> that's how Bruh. we say it. But that's how we said over here in ATL, man. How about them dogs? Bruh, I'm not <laughs> mad at them dogs, man. Listen, bro, I have to tip the hat, man. You you can't you can't do anything but man. They they came and played their butts off, man. They really really did the deal, and uh, man, I'm a as you know, uh, and and those who've been listening to our podcast know, man, I'm a Die hard sooner, sooner die man. hard. Oh, bro, I, I, I'm, I'm soon. Look, they say sooner born, sooner bred, and after I'm gone, I'll be sooner dead. That's me. For I was about sure, to say, man, man, when you die, the gravestone's gonna be what? What color do you guys it, call it, it out there? It, it's, it's, it's crimson, bro. It's crimson yeah, it's gonna and cream. Be the crimson gravestone, man. I'm telling you for real. <laughs> Verge is Verge is boomer sooner oh, than he dies. Oh, oh bro, I'm I'm boomer see, sooner back, man. Let me give let me give our listeners a little bit of backstory on this. See, we're recording this on Tuesday, January second. So yes. the uh, Georgia Oklahoma game has already been played. The outcome yes. is obviously already known. Yes, but we had originally planned to record before today, right? Which I hated. We didn't get to do, man, because I was going to talk much smack. <laughs> <laughs> so much smack, man. I'd have, I'd have been right back at you, bro. I'd have, <laughs> you got the you got the driver's seat, so I'd, I'd have played my wingman role, but I sure would have brought it, man. <laughs> man, that'd have been so much fun. But here we are, man. UGA pulls it out. Classic Rose Bowl, probably the best Rose Bowl I've ever yes. seen. Yes, fifty-four, yes. forty-eight. UGA yes. comes from seventeen down. Man, they brought it down the first half, man. They got their act together in the second half. I don't know what Kirby Smart told those guys in the locker room at halftime, but whatever it was, it was a difference, man. It was it was a totally different UGA squad. Yes, uh, man. But that was a that was an awesome game, man. On both sides, we we were man, man. we we were we were looking, man. The first first half, we were looking like pretty pretty typical Sooners, and I'm going, that's that's how we that's how we do it, and then. The defense showed up, man, and it yep. they just shut it down. Yeah, man. I think you saw I think you saw, man, you and I talked about this briefly before. That running back core at Georgia. Yeah. Bruh. They're unstoppable, man. I mean, we run three running backs at you. Four. Yep. Yep. We run four yep. running backs at you. Yep. What are you gonna do? I mean, they, we had Sony Michelle, Nick Chubb, uh, you know, and Man, I don't know. I don't know how many rushing yards we had. Over three hundred, I think, man. Somewhere. Oh yeah, there. yeah, but, yeah. It know, was but, it was bananas, man. It was bananas. I mean, the whole game. I think I think total offense on both sides of the ball was over five hundred. It was a yeah, it was for, over for those yards who have combined. said, yeah, yeah. For those for those who have said that that the SEC can't can't run with the high powered offense, man. They they were mistaken for them to put up that many points and and uh, and, and 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 for it to still be a very uh, a dogged defensive uh, effort, you know, uh, for, for that to still happen, man. It was, it was an, it was a great game to watch, man. It really was, it was from, from an objective. I, I, I was, I, I was sad. We, I was sad. We fell on the wrong side of that coin, but, uh, but my, but my hats off to Georgia, man. I got nothing, and I, and I hope they win it all. I hope they. I yeah, hope they I appreciate it, man. And appreciate the props, and I hope we have enough left in the tank, man, to go against Alabama next Monday night and just go ahead and take them out. I mean, Alabama yeah. has enough championships, man. It's time for us to win another one. Absolutely, uh, I, I'm, I'm saying, man, I'm, I'm saying, I'm if the if the Georgia team that showed up to take Oklahoma shows up with both the offense and the defense. Bro, I think they're unstoppable. I think they're absolutely Well, here's the thing, man. I'm going to go ahead and say, you know, we're playing the championship game here in the ATL in the Mercedes, brand-new Mercedes-Benz Stadium. 
Um, you know, the ticket allotment is normally 50-50, but I'm hoping our UGA fans, man, can get a little bit of an edge there in uh, in tickets, more tickets being sold to our fans than the Bama fans, and we can mm-hmm. sort of have somewhat of a home field advantage in that stadium, you know, with UGA obviously playing in our own home state. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, but but we'll see what happens, man. But, man, props to OU. Um, you, you guys are a dangerous squad, man. I don't know who your quarterback's going to be next year. Oh, but, we, got, uh, we got we got something in the hopper for next year too, man. It'll okay. be a nice. Right. Yeah. yeah, y'all got a lot yeah. of weapons, man. So much yeah. respect to you, Boomer. But uh, man, I mean, maybe, <laughs> maybe, <laughs> hey, we we just we just had just a, UGA man that running back that running back death, man. There's no other team in the country that has that. Mm-hmm. So and we showed That's it unreal. last night. So uh congratulations well, man. man thanks bro thanks absolutely bro. absolutely man yeah we should we should have recorded so we so we could have so we could have recorded the, the the smack talk episode man yeah we could have done <laughs> we could have done the smack talk episode but you know after we had done that i probably would probably would have been regretting that we did that had we lost and then i would have <laughs> up a lot of that what i was saying so I, i'm glad we didn't do that in right, hindsight, right, right. I'm glad it, we didn't do that, out. man. Right, it worked yeah. out. It worked out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's all good, man. It's all good. Well, man, you you teed up something, man, in the hopper, man, that that I'm reading through and <clears throat> walking through, man, and, and then having to kind of do some research on from a standpoint of, of what was going on in, in Baltimore and uh, where things landed, man. And so, I uh, just want to let our our listeners know, man, the, the the article that that you queued up for for tonight's conversation, man. A Baltimore residents they blame the high record murder rate on lower police presence, and this is an NPR article, man, that that you that you pulled up. Uh, it looks like the the uh, the bylines by Lauren uh, Freyer. I think I'm saying that right. F R A Y E R. And uh, man, why don't you why don't you tee this up for us, man? What what drew your attention? What what caused you to think about this and kind of kind of where you want to take the listeners tonight, man? Yeah. So I came across this, or this came across my Twitter feed earlier today, and the headline caught my attention. Mm-hmm. Uh, as you read, Baltimore residents blame record high murder rate on lower police presence. So I came across uh, an article last week that uh, mentioned that Baltimore now has the highest murder rate per capita mm. in the United States, the highest mm. murder rate per capita. But then when I come across this NPR piece today, I'm like, wait a minute, uh, because I recall distinctly not long after uh, Freddie Gray mm-hmm. uh, died back in uh, 2015, mm-hmm. that there were many uh, black social justice advocates, yes, Black Lives Matter and the like, you know, affiliated organizations and individuals mm-hmm. were clamoring for this very thing. They were clamoring for a reduced police, police presence, presence right. in Black neighborhoods. Matter right. of fact, there were, I recall one young lady whose name escapes me right now, was on national news outlets, CNN, Fox, saying that we didn't need the police at all. We didn't want the police at all to police these uh, black neighborhoods that we could self-police. We could do it ourselves uh, as a community. You know, community policing was the option that they were uh, proffering uh, Mm -hmm. as opposed to having regular uh, Baltimore police officers go into these neighborhoods and police these communities. So this headline had me doing, you know, the little cartoon head shake. You know, I'm going Mm -hmm. like, you know, what what is... This is what you guys asked for. Right. But when you read the article, though, what's interesting is the article itself is broken down in, in, into a heading called Interview Highlights. And then there's a subsection there that reads on whether the community wanted police to back off after the death of Freddie Gray. Mm-hmm. This person says no. It says that represented our progressive, our activists, our liberal journalists, our politicians but it did not represent the overall community. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So Freddie Gray dies in police custody right. two years ago. Right. Immediately after that, obviously, the, the activists, the politicians, mm-hmm. the liberal journalists that are noted in this blog article, I'm sorry, in this NPR article, were demanding that the police just get out of the way. We don't need right. you. We don't want you. We don't trust you. 
But now this article saying, and these are the very people who live in these communities are attributing this skyrocketing murder rate to the lack of police presence. Right. Right. So, I mean, how do we juxtapose what's going on here, man? So that's kind of what I want to tee this up and kind of talk through and, and just see what you're thinking about this in, in this episode of the Just Thinking Podcast, man. No, absolutely, man. In fact, I remember that whole <clears throat> that whole episode, man. There were there were quite a few um, religious leaders that that when Fred when the Freddie Gray incident went down, quite a few religious leaders uh, that stepped up. You had you had the 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 mayor. Uh, I believe it was the mayor, Stephanie Rawlings Blake, um, and, and she was she was kind of providing uh, oversight for that, and, and had really told at the time had told if if and you correct me if I'm mistaken if I had the history incorrect, um, it told the told the police officers as tensions were kind of rising, uh, and and the violence kind of erupted had kind of given instruction for the officers to kind of back up and back mm-hmm, off mm-hmm, yeah. um, and, and, and was, was criticized for doing so because it, it seemed to elevate and escalate and prolong uh, some of the riotous behavior with regard to that. But the thought process was these folks kind of need to, to unleash kind of, un, you know, let, let go of that frustration and, and that, that their violent protest was the manner in which, they were they were seen as as uh, as as being as being justified. Right. Uh, it, it was justified for them to behave in that manner. So. Right. I, I, I thought, you know, I thought that was kind of kind of ridiculous. But that was the that was the that was the manner in which things were 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 let to uh, led to operate. Hey, they they need to let go of the tension, the, the violent protests. And then mm-hmm. there were to, to be fair, there were a few uh protests early on as i went back and kind of read the history there was some there was a few protests that were not violent they were simply right. because the and, and the, the the police had to their to their discredit had given a number of different storylines to to the, to the death of freddie gray that were inconsistent right and um, as as things began to unfold they were trying to get to the truth felt that that was not you know that they were not going to be able to do that effectively then he died and of course the the uh the, the you know riot, riots riots kind of kind of broke out but uh to the point you made pe- people were calling for reduced police uh uh in these areas they were calling for you know less less of a presence but 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 as I, as i researched this man you had a black mayor uh you had a black police chief you had a predominantly black police force um you had a you had a a, a city a, you know city council predominantly black. Um, and, and so if, if the issue, and, and you and I raise this all the time, if the issue was, was an issue of race, um, we, we should be good to go, you know, right. Uh, from, 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 two, from two sides of the coin, one from the standpoint of the police officers and, and, and law enforcement officials and, and, and legal counsel that, that are there to help. In addition to, those who are on the street, if I'm black and you're black, uh, th- there's not there's no evil that's going to happen because we're we're both of the same race. Uh, if, uh-huh. if, if if race is the predominant factor uh-huh. in us all, all re- responding well, a- acting rightly and uh-huh. and, uh, and and having no inherent uh, problem, uh, you know, with, right. with on the inside of, of, of any of us. So that's that's kind of my initial thought, brother, about about the whole process, you know. Right. But see, therein lies the rub, man. Are we good to go? Are we good to go? <laughs> see, see, now, see, now we about to get now we about to break this down because that's what we do. <laughs> On just thinking podcast. That's what, that's what, that's what you, hey, you got to think about this stuff, man. We we this is just thinking for a reason. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, we we don't call this podcast just thinking, you know, for nothing. You know, this, 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 we break stuff down, and like we said, we apply biblical truth to social, cultural, political, and theological issues in our world. And that's what we're going to do here. Are we good to go, brother? I mean, we listen. Yeah. You're absolutely right, man. Baltimore. They had the grits, the butter, the gravy, the biscuit, the eggs. They had it all, man. Black police yeah. force, black yep. uh, black people making up the black neighborhoods, the communities. We're just yep. going to self-police because, hey, yep. I look like you. You look like me. It's all good. Right. But yep. see, here, here's a question I got for you, bro. 
Now, before I ask the question, let me just let our audience know. When Verge and I record, this is not scripted at all. We have when no I, when, I, when I talk, listen, listen, when I talk, they know it's not scripted. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, that, that, that brother's definitely not on a script. Nah, nah. Daryl might write his stuff down. Virgil and I don't get on the phone and, and, th- and talk 30 minutes before we record. What, what we do is uh, we, we, it, the schedule may get adjusted a, a day or two, but whatever. But ideally, we'll record on Monday nights at eight o'clock Eastern. Mm-hmm. We'll dial mm-hmm. up about five minutes to eight. At eight o'clock, he hits the record button, and we that's we, right. we push record. We, we that's right, and that's what that's we're right. doing here. So I got a question for you, Verge. Okay, but why do we need police, bro? Bro, I mean, biblically speaking, you know, we we all of us are are evil uh and and the police are in place uh for the purpose of restraining that evil uh exactly. they're in they're in place for the purpose of restraint of, of the wickedness that is on each and on the inside of each and and every one of us absolutely see bro you just answered let's see what would that be in 2018 money uh you just answered the 10 billion dollar question <laughs> This NPR article, bruh, it doesn't, listen, we need to start not with the article mm. and whether or not we need police. We need to start with the question, why we need police? Why right. do police exist to begin yeah. with? And you're absolutely yeah. right. You know, I'm looking at Romans 13 mm. and, and to our new listeners. Yeah, we read the word on this show. Mm-hmm. We don't just talk about it. We read it. We read it. So what is the, what is the word saying in Romans 13? Mm-hmm. Romans thirteen four says, "The governing authorities are a minister of God for our good, mm-hmm. including the police. The police would be under that umbrella, under that category of governing authorities." Paul writes in Romans thirteen four, "For it that is the governing authorities, government is a minister of God to you for your good." But if you do what is evil, be afraid, mm-hmm. for it does not bear the sword for nothing, for it is a minister of God, an avenger who brings wrath on the one who practices evil. So verse, mm-hmm. just like you just said, the police exists, number one, because we are innately sinful yes. human beings. And the police exists to restrain. Mm-hmm. The level of evil that Jeremiah seventeen nine says, yeah, is it's, right that you, it's we we are so evil. Yeah. There's no you can't even imagine what we're capable of doing. Right, so right. so we'll deceive ourselves. Bingo, exactly. So th- this mm-hmm. NPR article is rooted in Genesis three, mm-hmm. the original sin that each of us inherited from our first parents, Adam and Eve. So there. Yes. That's the fundamental question, mm-hmm. which I was kind of asking rhetorically. I knew, was, and, and I knew where you were going with this when, when you sort of uh, facetiously would say, "Well, you know, Baltimore should be good. Black right. police, black residents. We're gonna have right. black residents police and black police, a, a black residents. So, yep. but you even got, then, you got, yeah, you got a black mayor, you got a black black city mayor, council. black you, you city a, council. At the time, you had a black president. Right at that time, listen." Like I'm saying, man, listen, I don't know if y'all got Waffle House in Omaha, but we got <laughs> Waffle House here, bro. Yes. The Waffle House, you get the waffle, you get the grits, the eggs, the bacon, the toast. I mean, Baltimore had it all, man. They had what, what they call a Waffle House. They had the all-star breakfast, man. <laughs> I always get the all-star breakfast. A dark waffle, hash browns, eggs over medium, sausage, and a Coke. Baltimore had the all-star breakfast. Mm. But even then, though, Verge, with all your uh, ethnicities covered mm-hmm. in all those positions of power. Why, even if I'm black, why would I need a black police officer? Right. Right. If, 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 if my, uh, if my safety is intrinsic to my ethnicity, right. Right. I should be able to live in peace with you as my neighbor, without even black police officers. Right. 
Right. Well, that's not the case. No, it's not the case. Add to that. That's not reality. That's not reality. Add to that. Since there are black police officers and a black mayor and a black city council and a black president, this should be for the social justice warrior. This should be the utopia that they've that they've envisioned. Right. This is Nirvana for them. It should be. It should be. I mean, for them. And and so case in point with the article that exposes the fact that that uh, it it says has more than 300 murders reaching a new record of murders per resident in 2017. This should be this should be the the test case, the test case for absolute failure of the worldview held by the social justice warrior. Right. I mean, what, what do they what do they have? What do they have now to blame? Right. Um, who, 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 who do they now point to as as the problem? If to the point you 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 continually raise on on you know on this podcast, if if race is the is the innate factor to our uh, well being to that which is right and good and just and moral, then this should this should be the test case for 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 the for the big win. Uh, of the social justice warrior. And, and obviously that's, that's not the case. There's something wrong with us that has nothing to do with the level of melanin in our skin. Right. Exactly right, bro. And when you touch the point you're making about melanin, man, is a very, very good one because the question still must be asked from a theological standpoint. Why, why would it be that an attribute of your existence, meaning your melanin, which I would most immediately recognize with my eyes. Mm-hmm. How is it that I could translate something that I see with my eyes, take it into my mind, discern what that is and say, okay, I discern what your skin color is. And then further translate that into my heart where I develop an opinion or a bias mm. one way or the other. Mm-hmm. So the question still must be asked to your point about melanin, because this, this, from a theological standpoint, a biblical standpoint, whoever would think that that utopia, that your, that nirvana, is, is is rooted in having a common melanin, they have to answer this question: mm. Why is it that what I see with my eyes ultimately? becomes an attitude in my heart. What right. will my heart what will my heart have to do with that? Right. You see where I'm going with this? I absolutely see where you're going. Absolutely. So so even with respect to those who would think that uh man having black president all the way down to black police officers, man, th- this is what we want. This is the ideal scenario mm-hmm. from a social justice standpoint. We're going to be guaranteed fairness. Uh we're going to be guaranteed equitable treatment. We're going to be guaranteed considerate treatment by those in authority over us because they look like us. Mm. The question is, why should that matter? Yeah. That you have this common skin tone that supposedly in that sort of logic will translate into a certain type of behavior by those in authority towards towards those whom those who are in authority are authority over. Mm -hmm. So, that question has to be answered. What does my heart have to do with it? My heart should be uh, moot. It should be neutered in all of this. If it's just a matter of melanin, my heart should have nothing to do with this, but it does. Mm-hmm. It does. And see, Absolutely. that's what takes you back to the gospel. It's unavoidable. You must come back to the gospel in order to answer that question. Absolutely. Absolutely, man. It, t- it takes us all back to Romans 3. Uh, the condition uh, of man that that we are we are all sinners. All of us have sinned and fallen short of God's glory. Uh, Romans six twenty three that the wages of that sin is death. We're seeing that played out in real life on the streets of uh, of, of Baltimore. Um, it, it's 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 death. And I, I tell listen, man. I tell my boys this all the time. You know, I, I don't, I don't take for granted in any way, shape or form, but simply because they grow up in our home, my wife and I, um, you know, believing Christians, walking out our Christian faith to the best of our ability as God graces us here uh, in our home. Uh, I, I tell my, my boys and my daughter, you have a choice to make. 
You can choose life or or death. You can choose to walk with God or you can choose to to, to not follow him. Mm-hmm. The choice, the choice, the choice being yours to make in the in the decisions that you'll make outside of our home. But no one recognize this. If you de- if you determine that you're not going to follow the path that God intends, uh, which is by his grace, then then you're going to walk in a pattern that leads to death. It'll either lead to physical death that that ends your life because you're out there making ridiculous decisions uh, that 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 are not in, in line with law enforcement, with any just rule of law whatsoever. Or they'll lead to death from a standpoint of your ultimate separation from God. And so it's important. And then we come back to a conversation that that really talks about the gospel, uh, the mm-hmm. fact that they are indeed you know, sinners. They are indeed in need of a savior and that it is only through you know, repentance and faith in Christ and a decision to lay down your life and pick up a cross and follow him that mm-hmm. that really that really leads to to life and 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 life to the full and so man we we're constantly having that conversation because and and articles like these are incredibly uh useful uh to 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 validate that that truth here here's a situation you know you think you think the utopia is is attached to your skin color you think utopia is attached to race he, here's what that looks like here's the end result of that it again is leading to more death yeah you're absolutely right man i love what you t- said man about you know how how you teach your sons uh in that regard man and while I was, as i was listening to you there uh, i immediately went to ecclesiastes 11 man this is a this is a verse that i think really goes right up uh in alignment man with what you uh, share with us here on this episode about what you, the, the conversations you've had with your sons, man, listen to this man in, uh, in, in Ecclesiastes 11 verse nine. Uh, and, and tell me, man, if this is not exactly uh mirror, the conversations that you, that you have with your sons on this, mm-hmm. it says rejoice young man during your childhood and let your heart be pleasant during the days of young manhood. And follow the impulses of your heart and the desire of your eyes. Yet know that God will bring you to judgment for all these things. Yes. For all these things. So it's like you were saying, now you can choose to go God's way or you can choose to go away from him. That's exactly what the writer of Ecclesiastes is saying here. Uh, Choose you this day who you shall serve. But yet know that God will bring you to judgment for all these decisions that you make. Uh, so, so beautiful story, man. I appreciate you sharing that. Uh, one quick, more quick thing, going back to the NPR article real quick, the article quotes a Reverend Kenji Scott, Mm, K-I-N-J-I Scott, who's, uh, identifying the article as a pastor in Baltimore. Mm -hmm. uh, They quote, uh, Reverend Scott is saying this, and this is something that I would take issue with Reverend Scott respectfully. They quote Reverend Scott is saying, we need the frontline police officers and we mm-hmm. need the heart of the black community to step to the forefront of this discussion. And that's when we're going to see a decrease in crime. Mm-hmm. Now I disagree with that mm-hmm. because here we are again, looking for man-centered solutions mm-hmm. to a spiritual problem. Yes. To a spiritual problem. So the call for, social action, the call for community involvement, the call for government intervention is not new. Mm-hmm. It's not new. So with all due respect to Reverend Scott, I'm sorry, sir, but th- this is not the answer. Right. This is not the answer. The answer is at least begins with anyway, what Paul writes in Ephesians two, and you were dead. <laughs> and you were dead in your trespasses and sins. Mm-hmm. You were dead. Mm-hmm. We're dead, Verge. That 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 needs to be the proclamation from our pulpits, man. And and it and it's not the first thing that we reach toward is a social solution. Right. And, and and what this pastor should be screaming this 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 epidemic of criminal activity and murder. The pastor should be 
prophetically screaming from the pulpit. Look, we we think we think of 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 the you know of a prophet is as the person stands up and says, "Oh, you're going to be blessed going out and blessed coming in, and uh, yeah. your, your, your barns are going to be full." <laughs> you know that. <laughs> Ain't that some mess? Hey man, you've been practicing. You've been rehearsing now, a little that? bit, little bit, man. I'm, I'm trying. I'm trying to work on my hoop a little bit, man. <laughs> this guy, this guy, man. With all, all due respect, he should be shouting from the rooftops. The very verse you just quoted. This mm. this article, based upon what he's asking for, should be packed full. Of of everything that he's saying with regard to the issue you just raised, and you were dead in sin and trespasses, and he ought to pause and run, have a running commentary. I would have the names of every individual that got shot, every criminal that, that they're dead in sin. This is what death looks like in our city, mm-hmm. and they're dead. And the Bible mm-hmm. declares has already served sentence on us that we're dead in our sin and trespass that's where i would go i would go off if i were in that city explaining to these people exactly what's going on exactly what's happening and uh and 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 use the the very verse bro that 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 you just used and then walk them through how they obtain eternal life man in fact i i want to i want to turn there man ephesians Chapter yeah, let's do two, it, man. man. I'm already there, man. I'm already there with you. Ephesians two, man, because it it, it, it there's, there's something that 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 we've got to know. It says this, and you were dead in sin and trespasses and sins in which you once walked, following the course of this world, following the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that is now at work in the sons of disobedience. If mm-hmm. I were him, I would be at the at the at the city council preaching mm-hmm. this word loud and clear among whom among whom we all once lived in the passions of our flesh, carrying out the desires of our body and mind. We were by nature children of wrath like the rest of mankind. And here is where it gets good. Verse four. But God, being mm-hmm. rich in mercy because of the great love with which he has loved us, even when we were dead. In our trespasses, he made us made us alive together with Christ. By grace, you can experience, I would be telling them, salvation. You will be saved by grace through faith, not of works, not not by having mm-hmm. additional police officers, mm-hmm. not by having uh, an, an additional leader on, on the bench somewhere. But you need mm-hmm. the grace of God and you need to mm-hmm. beg God for his salvation. Man, that's that's where I would be, bro. And hey man, let me, conti- let me continue that sermon, man. Come on, come on. You preach it, bro. Let me go ahead and continue that sermon here. Still in Ephesians 2, look at verse 13. But now in Christ Jesus, you who formerly were far off mm. have been brought near. By the blood of Christ. See, this Amen. is what Reverend Scott is talking about in this article, but it's not translating uh, theologically speaking. He's saying, yeah, once we get the frontline police officers and the heart of the black community to step forward in this discussion, that's when we're going to see a decrease in crime. Oh, no, you're not. No, you're not. This is when you'll see a decrease in crime when you preach Ephesians 2.13. Yes. But now in Christ Jesus, you who were formerly far off have been brought near by the blood of Christ. Yes. For he himself is our peace. Yes. Christ is our peace who yes. made both groups into one and broke down the barrier of the dividing wall by mm. abolishing in his flesh the enmity. See, that's what's at the core of all this. There's an intrinsic war going on between us and God. No yes. amount of roundtables about race, no, no mm-hmm. amount of conferences about police brutality is going to fix any of this, mm-hmm. any of this. Because as you read, man, from Ephesians 2 earlier, there's a spirit that is working in the sons of disobedience. Yes, yes, yes. This, this, and, and, dude, and, this and, is spiritual and, warfare, man, we're dealing absolutely, with. This is absolutely spiritual warfare. It, not only that, bro, think about what this brings brings to to, to past it, it, it brings to past verse 19 so then you are no longer strangers and aliens but you are fellow citizens mm-hmm. with the saints and members of the household of god what mm-hmm. this the wreck the racial quote-unquote re, quick racial reconciliation that they desire it, the reconciliation they need is that back to god 
Bro, don't and even get me started. Don't even get me started on that, man. As a result of their reconciliation back to God, they're all aligned now because they're walking in in Genesis 3. They're walking in in, in the light of, of the Imago Dei, Genesis 1, 27, 28. They're walking in light of the full measure of, of the image of God and the Imago Dei, man, that we're designed to walk in, looking past layers of melanin, levels of melanin in the skin, and mm-hmm. walking in the true light of oneness that we mm-hmm. all are to experience in Christ Jesus. Mm-hmm. But look, look, listen, man, I'm, I'm about to lay it down right here, man. Let's be honest. Let's keep it real like we always do. Mm-hmm. But let's keep it even more real now. The reason we don't, when I say we, for instance, these churches uh, in Baltimore, let's say, I don't know where Reverend Scott pastors and I'm not singling him out, but the reason that message, man, is you, you mentioned a second ago, the reason we're not preaching it at the city halls and the city councils and the uh, po- police precincts mm. and the uh, community centers in a lot of these urban areas, the reason we're not preaching the gospel, man, let's just tell it like it is. We don't believe it. Yeah. We don't believe the gospel is what the gospel says it is, namely yes. the power of God. Yes, yes. We believe it's the word of God, Verge. Yes. Yes. But we don't believe it's the power mm. of God. We don't believe that part yeah. about the gospel. Yeah. So what do we do? We try other means. Yeah. Because we think that these other man-centered worldly avenues or approaches or strategies and tactics will get us the same result that only the gospel can get you. Right. <laughs> Right. We don't believe the word of God has the power, power to transform people. Yeah. So we don't preach it. No. Because we don't believe it. Mm-mm. But I believe, hey, if we can get more police officers or more laws right. to protect us against the police, that the right. police will obey those laws. Right. But you don't obey the laws either. Right. <laughs> What about the laws you're breaking? You're so yeah. concerned about the laws the police breaking. What about yeah. the laws you're breaking that mandate that the police be the to police? Begin with, yeah. Yeah. Which brings us to the original question I asked. Why do we need police? Yes. We need police because we're sinners. Yes. That's why we need police. Yes. Yes. You know, as, so I'm opposed to Reverend Scott with all due respect again. Unless you can promise me, Reverend Scott, that we'll never sin again. Mm. You're gonna need police, bro. Yes, we will. You're gonna need police. Absolutely. Absolutely. And yes, those policemen would be sinners. Yes, they would yes. be sinners too. They would be sinners and all, too. And all and all of them need need the the life giving gospel that he's been commissioned to provide. Amen. Indeed. All of them. All Indeed. of them need it. All Indeed. of them need it. But man, I, th- I think I think that I think that wraps up another another one for us, man. Puts a bow on it, brother. Yeah, I think you're right, man. I think you're right. Let me just mention real quick again. Just Thinking Podcast is an extension of uh, the Just Thinking blog. You can contact the blog at justthinking.me. A matter of fact, my most recent article is uh, the second from the top. It's titled "Hijacking Evangelicalism." Oh, bro! Hijacking evangelicalism. Real quick, man. Tell folks what's happening with that one, man. You got, you got. All kind of folks that are that are trying to grab that and have have you posted in different spaces and places. What's going on with that particular article, man? Yeah, this piece, man, was really uh, out of uh, just a, a glaring hypocrisy that I saw in, in the spaces that I'm in. OK, I'm just speaking for myself uh, with respect to the hypocrisy that I'm seeing among black social justice advocates who want to just in a blanket generalization used the term white evangelical as tantamount to being racist. Yes. When, listen, the same shoe fit on the other side, the other other side of the ethnic spectrum. Yes. When Barack Obama was in office. So we're trying to make this sort of a, we're trying to associate pretty much all white Christians Mm -hmm. with Donald Trump. Mm -hmm. And I, in this article on hijacking evangelicalism, you know, I play devil's advocate here and say, number one, can somebody please define what white evangelicalism is? Right. And, and you know, we might be able to have a conversation. Mm-hmm. But until you can do that, well, let's look at how black evangelicals uh, supported really in a very idolatrous way 
Barack Obama for the two terms that he served in office right. with no regard whatsoever to this man's worldview mm. or uh, religious paradigm. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, and, and melanin played a huge part in that. Yes, and people did. are lying to themselves if they want to deny that that's the case. So yeah. go out to the blog, just thinking dot me, check out hijacking evangelicalism, um, you know, and see what you think about it. But Virgil Wright, man, I mean, this article, uh, it's, 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 it's being republished. I mean, mm-hmm. in many, many spaces, um, I'm going to be doing an interview Thursday, as a matter of fact, on oh, the, uh, the fourth, uh, with, uh, KKLA, a Christian radio station out of LA. Oh, that's I'm going to be on them with them talking about the article on Thursday that's at great, six o'clock bro. Eastern. That's so, great, man. So just be in prayer, man. But yeah, I mean, we listen, we, we got to be intellectually honest when we talk about these subjects. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, so, but to be hypocritical about it, especially if you're a Christian, that's sin. And, and I'm just trying to call people out just to be honest <laughs> about this, man. That's good stuff, man. We got definitely got to give a shout out because by the time this uh, particular podcast posts, man, we have a very special birthday that's going to be happening this day, man. It'll 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 post on the on the fifth. Man, of January, hold on. Before man. you say this, let me tell you, Dwayne. <laughs> I know you you have to listen to this right because you're our engineer, right? But don't be Dwayne. Stop asking for the birthday welfare, man. <laughs> I mean, I mean, come on, bro. <laughs> listen, I'm gonna get. Look, he he. I'm gonna shout him out, man. Every every one of us who have a birthday, man. <laughs> This brother puts a video together and sends, you know, a little, little video thing. I'm a shout brother out, man. He's putting down some heavy-duty work. Uh, just just launched a, 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 a the podcast with uh, with Al Moeller. Man, he's just doing big things, man. Big and, and remember, things. man, he's also, he's also uh, helping launch, which I believe just launched today. Matter of fact, mm-hmm. if not yesterday, the new podcast with our sisters, uh, Lisa Robinson. Oh. Bro. And Ariel Bovat, uh, they're doing a branch off of the Kaleidoscope yes. blog. Uh, yes. So their podcast. So now we have Christian, a, a, another Christian female women of color voice out yeah. there yeah. in the blogosphere. So go to iTunes, look up Kaleoscope. It is K-A-L-E-O Scope. The podcast with Lisa Robinson and Ariel Bovat, two wow. strong reform sisters of color. Wow. Uh, so happy for them. Yeah, Dwayne's yeah. backing them as well, man. So, bro, he's just putting the cat's putting in work, man. He's just know, he's like James Brown, man. The hardest yeah. working man. In show business, working man. man. Yeah, absolutely. The podcast <laughs> land, man. No doubt. Well, big shout out, man, to Dwayne. Happy birthday to you, my brother. Keep on keeping on, man. Your, your, your influence, man, is, is being felt. Definitely appreciate what you do as well and uh yeah if y'all are listening to this and got to the end definitely circle back and give give my man Dwayne uh a shout out man so man i'm s- s- signing off this is virgil walker glad to be with you guys uh check in with us next friday for the next edition of the just making podcast thank you for tuning in to just thinking a podcast brought to you by the bar podcast network You can find all of Just Thinking episodes at www.thebarpodcast.com. Tune in next week to another edition of Just Thinking. And remember, let's think.